So when you think of Australian TV game shows, there is truly only one name that stands out from the crowd, and that's Tony Barber. Famous for that energetic entrance onto set, Tony estimates he's hosted possibly close to 9,000 individual game show episodes on Australian TV. 9,000! So it's no wonder that so many of us, like me, feel that he was a light and fun part of our lives for so many years. Welcome, Tony. Thanks, Tim. Nice to be with you. I, you make it sound... I should have a question mark as my logo. Do you know, I almost went to all the effort of, of having an introduction prepared that started with the famous words, <laughs> who am I? <laughs> and it was going to be yes. all about you, but I thought it wouldn't uh, be very fair. You'd be buzzing in after five seconds. Uh, pretty quickly. So, I still get that, funnily enough, on building sites in supermarkets and what have you. Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> oh, I think it's lovely. I think it's delightful that, um, you know, you've... Uh, You've made an impression, so albeit just through a simple question or several. I was a little kid, mainly in my pajamas in front of the, the big colour TV, you know, watching, I think it was around 5 or 5.30 every afternoon. So it was just before dinner time. And, you know, so it's, it's quite an honour to talk to you, actually. You were in our living room every day. Really, the um, I was going to say, the honours are all mine. I, that's one of the nicest things in terms of recognition. Uh, and one of the most frequent things from, um, let's say, people late 30s upwards mm. is, uh, ah, Tony Barber, I grew up with you. It's true. It's so true. So it's, a, it's, a, it's almost an intimacy. Because, <laughs> you know, these days we've got so much choice of what to watch. But back then, you know, you had, you know, like I grew up in Bondi, so you had seven, nine... 10 came a bit later, I think, but there was ABC. So, I mean, look, you, the people on TV were part of your household. They truly were. Well, it's funny. I was discussing just this fact with um, one of my contemporaries the other day, and I said, you know, we really should go on that down on our hands and knees and thank the Lord for having been sort of up and about at the very best time for commercial television. Because it's not the same now. The game's not the same. But back in that day, it was, uh, as you say, two, seven, nine, and ten. That's it. And like um, you say, so you, intimacy, it, right? Intimacy's the right word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. People, you know, feel that. You, I, I have the most lovely uh, letter or several from people who have lost parents. And they sort of feel compelled to write and say that, you know, you were Granny's favourite and, wow. and all this sort of thing. It's, it's really, it's quite touching. I wanted to talk to you about television game shows. What is it about the game show itself that keeps audiences tuning in, Tony? Because, I mean, they still do today. Well, I think it's the inclusivity, you know, and the ability to be part of it, you know, by yelling out the answers <laughs> or guessing the riddle or the puzzle. Yeah. I mean, the, you've got to remember, these game shows developed uh, from uh, radio, but the $20,000 question was on radio, and it was huge in America. But unfortunately, the producers at that time, uh, realising that the ratings were very high, when people were winning, 
started um, giving out the answers. Uh, and that's how Jeopardy was born. Because when the American Broadcast Authority ruled that you obviously can't have this and you can't be giving people the answers, some uh, Merv Griffin, I think it was, he said, well, I've got an idea for it. So let's give them the questions wow, and let them come up with the answers. Oh, wow. That is the... That's the genesis of Jeopardy. And when you think about it, it's so simple, but so clever. So I mean, clever. Uh, what a wonderful, and, and how, how it paid off for him, of course, Merv Griffin, the king of game shows in America. Absolutely. You're most famous mm. for Sale of a Century, I'd argue, but people would also definitely remember you from a number of other shows like Great Temptation, which started in black and white, as I understand it, Family Feud, you mentioned yep. Jeopardy there, Wheel of Fortune. Can I ask, out of all of those, which was the best format for a game show? Well, I always believe that Jeopardy uh, really? was or is really, yeah, because it gives you the opportunity, I mean, for my sort of personal taste, mm -hmm. let's take myself away from what paid me the best or <laughs> yes, um, in terms of viewership. But uh, Jeopardy covers the waterfront. You know, you've got all those choices of categories and you can pick from the, you know, you can play to your strengths. There's a bit of strategy involved. I, I just think it's just got that edge on straightforward slamming the buzzer down. It really, it know. struggled to catch on though, didn't it? Was it, was it too hard for yeah. Australians, do you think? Well, no, I think, I think the concept was difficult. I know that sounds crazy. I mean, the concept's not that hard. You know, if uh, if the answer is Buckingham Palace, what's the question? You know, where does the Queen live? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was just... I, I just uh, people just didn't, at first, get it. And, of course, in this day and age, you get on air with any kind of a format, any kind of a show, even dramas, whatever, comedies. If you don't hit in that first week... If you don't have an audience that's building then, you're just not going to get one. Pre the pressure is on from the word go. You got a couple of series out of it, though, didn't you, I think? Oh, yeah. I think we had three or four, actually. Oh, OK. And, um, yeah. And and, th and they when, when I, you know, play them back to show the grandchildren on these old VHS tapes <laughs> what Papa was up to, um, they love it. They, like, they quite like that. It, yeah. You know, that little twist. The, the bit of a twist. The the television audience is a very fractious and timid beast, and you've just got to get things quite right. Yeah. And I think, you know, the idea of it sort of frightened. Oh, I'm not used to this. You know. What about today's crop of game shows? For example, you mentioned Who Wants to Be a Billionaire, and there's Deal or No Deal. What do you, when Tony Barber sits in front of his TV and watches some of those shows, what's what's he thinking? Is he shaking his head or nodding or what's he what's no, he doing? No, I'm I'm right in there. I, who wants to be a millionaire? I think this is a terrific format. Mm. And w why wouldn't I like it? I, I managed to win half a million. Oh, were you on it? <laughs> Not for me. Yeah, they oh, had you were on a charity one. Ah, okay. Who wants to be? And I played for uh, my charity at that time. I was working for Richard Pratt. Um, I still like Feud. I think Feud and, and Grant's a terrific young fellow. He does a great job. Um because you can do a hell of a lot with that format too. You know, it's it's fun. It's about the people, um, isn't it? So uh, uh, the contestants yeah. become a great and, part of the show. Exactly. And actually, my very, very favourite viewing at the moment is um, 
hard quiz. Hard quiz on ABC. Hard quiz with that guy. I like that. I mean, they're, they're real. They're really testing questions. Um, I love his sort of uh, intros. You know, the the quick chat. Yes. Uh, it, it, it sort of it reminds me. I mean, back in the day, uh, quizmasters, compares, hosts. The whole thing was you had to be extremely polite. Yes. I mean, these people that came on to play were our guests. You would never dream of saying, you know. No, it really you're takes a bit the of a mickey out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's just that I just envy him uh, so much, that ability to... And it's very natural, you know, and like someone gives that answer that's so wrong. Are you kidding? You know. So the Where qualities of a game show host, Tony, I mean, if I asked you in the 80s or 90s, what are the qualities that make up a game show host? Because it's a very particular format. I've seen people try it at, that you think would make a go of it, mm. but they, they haven't. It's a very particular type of person that I think you need to do it. What, what do you think are the qualities you need? And could you come back in this day and age and do the same thing? Would it, would it pass muster? Um, I don't, about that, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, because the thing is, energy... Now, I'm now in my 78th year, and I, I can tell you, young fella, that when you get up around that age, pushing 80, as it were, things don't quite some, come so easily on the <laughs> physical side. Look, uh, energy, enthusiasm. I, you know what I think? I think you, in any sort of um, public exposure thing like that, being on telly, you've got to love it. You've got to just love what you're doing. And, and then, you always did, you know, though. I mean, that came going across. To always did. I mean, I grew up with uh, Bob and Dolly Dyer, and you're probably saying, who the hell were they? But uh, they were a couple. Bob, Bob Dyer was from Tennessee, and, and his background was showbiz. So he always gave Pick a Box uh, a real sort of good, entertaining quality. And uh, as he was my inspiration, I think that that's been one of my the most important things and of course at the time i was doing sale and these other shows i was also singing in clubs and nightclubs uh hotels things like that where you've got to you know you manage you can develop your uh, your sort of capacity to entertain or be entertaining terribly important speaking of sale of a century i was always curious and you can clarify this uh, when you left and I think Glenn Ridge came in after you. Was that of your own choice, or was Glenn Ridge brought in to replace no, ab you? Ab no, 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 absolutely. I, I'd had enough. Mm -hmm. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd come to the end. And also, I'd been pushing for, at that point, for changes. I wanted to bring in more of an element of more difficult questions ah. and even even perhaps categories and things like that. Well, there was, was a second fast money too, wasn't there? They did change the format yeah. a little bit. Was that your doing, was it? Or Yeah, well, it, it was one of the suggestions I had, but yeah. I was always pushing the envelope with Grundy's to, uh, you know, to keep it fresh. That's the whole thing. If you're on five nights a week over a number of years, you've got to, to have that capacity to change improve and but they um, didn't want to change and I, just, I just got no they didn't it's you know leave it alone it worked you know, that, it worked if yeah. it ain't broke don't fix it sure sure and of course then they sort of broke it a bit i think well, you know but it I was a very Glenn reliable lead into the news wasn't it that's that's yeah the whole thing they, they like that lead into that's the it. news and it was reliable under your 
your captaincy. Uh, what did you make of Glenn Ridge when he came in? I thought, you know, I, I genuinely felt a bit sorry for him because, you know, it would be like trying to follow Humphrey Bogart into a film about crooks in the 30s. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he had, no, but, he, but he had the game sewn up, you know, and people have been watching me and reacting to that pace, that style of presentation for, uh, at that stage, 12 years. So suddenly to have someone doing almost exactly the same thing, yeah. but of course you can't, you can't. It's it's inimitable. Individuality is the, is the keynote, and I don't think he he was really given much of a chance to to sort of develop his own way. Look, I hope you don't mind me asking this, but you went on to host Wheel of Fortune at some stage, and John Burgess, a beloved Australian um, entertainer like yourself. The rumour was, Tony, that, that you actually knifed him in the back to get that job. I mean, can you clarify what went on here? I mean, because I I you, you seem like such a lovely person. I can't imagine you doing that. I tell you what, I tell you, you got knifed in the back, and that was me. You? No, I was, um, yeah, well, in a sense. I was just approached by the network. They said, um, uh, well, it was 10, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, they said, oh, Burgess is finishing and I said, why? They weren't prepared to discuss that. Let's just say it's finishing, and uh, we want you to do it. So really, it's the same thing that I was talking about with Glenn. You yeah. know, you've got to take over something that's established uh, an absolute pattern. Very, very difficult to do. And of course, while it was all going on, Burjo uh, kicked up a stink. You know, he was on every other television show and news program sort of, um, I hesitate to say whinging, but, you know, saying sort of what happened. And I think he got a great sympathy vote, and I got a great kick in the ass, you know. From the viewers are you talking about? Yeah, well, I just think, again, like I say, if you get used to something, mm. the, the next thing's not going to be the same. It's just not the same. Anyway, let's say if I had my brother's, I wouldn't have gone near it with a 40-foot barge <laughs> Wow, it was a bit of a poison chalice. Did it rate okay or not Not so much? Oh, look, it did. Actually, we had a slump yep. immediately, which was sort of expected. Yeah. And then it started to pick up um, and pick up. And one of the – I had a sit down to go to conferences. With, uh, they, they even gave it to psychologists to try and work out what was going wrong and everything. Oh, really? <laughs> They decided that the viewer, in inverted commas, the public, they, they decided the public uh, had uh, felt that, you know, the reaction to it all was more anti uh, the, the lovely, um, uh, I was going to say Delilah. Uh, oh, Adriana. The lovely, the lovely Adriana, uh, because it was like, They'd been married, oh, and now they'd been wow. divorced, and I was like the cause of Wow. You know, like this was an affair. Of, was like, she was doing yeah, the dirty was, on John was, with Tony. She was, she was being unfaithful. Oh, wow. And I, it it kind of makes sense. You know, yes, it you, does when you explain it like that. If you, yeah. If you're totally involved with a situation and suddenly the situation's not the same, 
you know, I was the guy in the black hat. <laughs> wow. That's fascinating, isn't it? They got Sykes in and they came up with that uh, narrative and it sort of makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. it does. I've got to talk uh, to you about co-hosts, though. You've had a number of co-hosts over the years. Uh, do, do any stand out as the best for you? Um, I love, you know, the, the, the um, what is it, the diplomatic answer is I love them all. I know, but what's and, the real answer? And in a sense... Because I could tell sense, from the rapport watching you, Tony, there were some that yeah. you, you... I mean, there was rapport with all of them from what I could see, but Victoria mm. Nichols, I thought, you, Delvine Delaney... I mean, yeah, who was your favourite? Come on, tell us. Well, to tell you the truth, and I'm not saying this because it's so recent, mm. but I did a photo shoot the other day. It'll be in Woman's Day, I think, next week. I did a photo shoot with my first... And you know what they say, you always remember the first <laughs> So, dear, dear Barbie Rogers, Barbara wow. Rogers was just so sweet. Mm. And see, we were kids together. We were novices together. Mm. We got thrown into this thing, and we both were given time to learn on the job. And we, we just, you know, we just hit it off. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, enormously successful. And she, to this day, Gosh, she's still looking great. She's she's a, a very lovely person, lovely person. But they were all great. Victoria, well, Victoria Nichols broke the mould. You know, she was zany out there. Yeah. Yeah. Elise was a bit of everything. She was beautiful as well as uh, clever, as her acting career has gone on to prove. Um, so I was blessed with the girls. Could you get away with the female co-hosts these days? Because let me, an observation for you. I was watching some old episodes of Sale. The female, she swans onto the set. She hands you the master of ceremonies, the questions. Uh, it was also normal to me back in the day. Do you think that that role, could, you could get away with that female co-host these days? I don't think so. Not not in that way. No. We've, every, everything's moved on. It caused an outrage, wouldn't it? And. Uh, no, I mean yes, it, it, it would. You you just sort of wouldn't do it that way. And the, um, I mean the, the the smart thing for the next uh, brave producer would be to do a show with a, a female host and have her sort of boy Johnny in the gift shop or wouldn't whatever. That be clever. That would be cool. <laughs> no, because... but that, it would be. And you know what? It would be quite pertinent to today's mores. It sure would. And the way that we live nowadays. They put a female to host The Weakest Link, and but she was the villain. I can't think of a time we've had a female host of a game show, to be honest, in the same mm. style that you or Glenn Ridge or Larry Emder, Andrew O'Keefe. I can't think of it. They've I, got I wonder to, why that they've is. Got to be, well, they've got to be bold and brassy. I mean, look at the American ladies who front shows. They're absolute, um, I hesitate to say dragons because they're all quite beautiful, but they're absolute, they're in charge. They're, they're running it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, think about it. You know, Joan Rivers, when she <laughs> had that show. Yep. I mean, they, uh, that's it. And really, it is, it's a position of authority, a position of control, uh, which, therefore, the person, be it male or female, has to have that edge of authority. I'm imagining that working in game shows for as long as you did, Tony, you must have come up with some of your own original ideas. Did you ever try to create a game show of your own, like your own format? Oh, look, I, I potted around with um, sort of 
variations on themes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, my, um, my real interest was to, I always think uh, it's great to hammer out those answers, but sometimes it's the, it's the depth of knowledge that's, um, uh, that can be terribly interesting. Mm. You know, so I, I, a little, uh, a few things I jotted down on paper at one stage was, uh, was another idea that the producers <laughs> decided wasn't worth it, was to have a round where you got, say, $5 for the correct answer, and you had the opportunity to add another $5 for up to three pertinent facts. Oh, see, that's a great idea. And they said no to that on sale, did they? It would, yeah. Well, you you know, in the end, the people that were winning cars and big money and everything, were not necessarily the smartest people. And I thought there was a big market for people who weren't necessarily quick on the buzzer, but could actually show the depth, the depth of their knowledge. I think you're on a winner. You don't mind if I take that idea and run with it, do you, Tony? No, no, you do. do. (laughs) I'll do that. Do Do you still get royalties from the shows that you hosted previously? Oh, goodness me. No, no, not at all. That's uh, that, that would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> the, the thing that's, that's worked out very well, though, is I have um, hundreds and hundreds of VHS um, copies of shows that I did. And I've also got an old VHS player. Uh, also, I've had some, some of these converted to um, CD. And I can actually, I've, I've got access to thousands of questions that have been carefully monitored and very carefully researched. Oh, so and that, I find them. that handy in, uh, in the quiz nights that I do. Because yeah. you host tri- quiz nights now, like for corporate events, I think, and, and things like that. Is that right? Sure. Sometimes corporate, sometimes for charity. Wow. So um, you go back and get I'm some of the questions off your VHS tapes. Sure. Wow, sure. that is very cool fact about Tony Barber. I've got to say, you just you yeah. sit there and you you jot them down, and you've got the researched answer there too. Good stuff. Exactly. Good stuff. Yeah. I read that there was actually a contestant who died during the taping of one of your shows. It wasn't sale. I think oh, it was that the always comes up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's very dramatic. Very sad. And it was just moments Lady, after yeah. you told her she was the winner too. It was couldn't have been it scripted. It was the original. Better. It was the original Temptation okay. on Channel 7 in the, uh, oh, it would have been the early 70s. And she'd come on the show and she played very well and she'd won. And I declared her the winner, whereupon she slumped onto the desk. And uh, mm. as it was revealed in a very short space of time, she had, uh, she'd left us. Mm. Pretty dramatic, right? It was, yeah. Well, of course, the episode never saw the light. Today. <laughs> they would have had to retake but, it. Uh, her family, her family, interestingly enough, said, you know, uh, well, she, she, you know, she loved that show and she died happy. <laughs> Sometimes when you watch people on on TV, you you think you come to know them. Talking to you just for this brief amount of time, you you're the same lovely person as you present on TV. It, it's been lovely talking to you i've got to say thank you so much well it's been my pleasure and um 
It's interesting you say that because I was talking to someone else yesterday and I was able to recall uh, something I was told years ago when I first left Perth to go for a big time in the eastern states. And a drummer I worked with who was an old show business type, he said, well, you're off and you're on your way now, son. He said, but just remember, you meet the same people on the way up you meet them on the way down. <laughs> exactly. I own the, the Sale of a Century board game, and it's the one with you on, on the box. And we it still works, Tony. It still works. Yep. Yeah, we've got a couple of copies here. Oh, do you? And the kids love it. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, the, yeah sometimes you have trouble with the buzzers. Yes, the uh, buzzers can be a pain. It's yeah. been lovely talking okay. to you. Thank you so much, Tony. And you. You have a lovely day. Good on you. Anytime. Bye.